as a new entrepreneur, what I was really craving was deep, meaningful connections and opportunities to collaborate and have conversations. Good morning, everyone. Today I am back after taking an unexpected break last week. I wasn't feeling great and then Josiah came home a little unexpectedly for a couple days, so I decided to just soak that in at the encouragement of um, Emily and a couple of our my other podcast friends. So today I am back with uh, the lovely Emily Rushel and we are wrapping up our conversation about community. We are hopping right back into a conversation about mastermind groups, what they are and their value. It's so, so easy when you live in a rural area to crave that community. And through social media, Emily has found a way to create and nurture that sense of community across both state and country borders. Her podcast, Gather and Growth, launches its first few episodes next week, but the trailer is out now and you can find the link to that in the show notes. Hey, you guys. Before we hop into the episode today, I'm going to take a quick break so I can tell you more about the other business under our company umbrella, Postage Company. Josiah and I run a photo business where we focus on Western weddings and business content shoots, but we also sell prints of our land and ranchscapes. Have you ever been hiking, camping, or even just looking around your home? You look at a view, think, wow, I wish I had a photo that could do that justice. Us too, all the time. That's why we share our Western prints. Currently, we're offering three of our favorite prints. Barbed, which is a barbed wire fence in Washoe Valley in northern Nevada, featuring a snow-capped Mount Rose in the background. Green, which is the tassels and leaves of a cornstalk bathed in the Texas sunlight. And finally, Take Life by the Horns, which features a horned bull from the Brinkman Ranch in Fresco, Texas, gazing at the camera. All of the prints are available either as a standard print, think like wall art that you'd frame, which features a deep matte surface, rich colors, pure whites, or a metal print on a brushed aluminum box that really showcases natural colors and metal textures. They're available in 12 by 18 or 20 by 24 inches. To see more information or to purchase a print, you can find the direct links in the show notes for this episode, or you can search Polish Company on Etsy. To check out other products and services offered by our business, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook under Polish Company. That's P-O-L-I-C-H Company. Can you tell me a little bit more about like your mastermind? Like I know you said you've got a few going on right now. Do you have any like plans for future ones? I know you mentioned when we talked before that like the plans are kind of just up here in the air, but I don't know if you like have some big goals that you would be willing to share or talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the mastermind is really something that came um, very organically as an extension of what I had started with you to U82. Um, In late August, I took the leap into pursuing raising Russell full time. Um, which was a very big difference for me. I obviously had been a teacher. I worked at the Y. I have always worked on teams and very closely with other people. And so when I literally jumped off the deep end into entrepreneurship, one thing that I really missed and craved was that sounding board, being able to call my friend downstairs and be like, Hey, I have this idea. What do you think about it? Like knock it out, make it happen. I have come to learn over the past six months, I'm an external processor. So when I try to formulate things in my head for too long, like I don't get very far compared to sitting down with a friend for 30 minutes, like hashing it all out, like I'm good to go. So I think there's something to be said for we create what we crave. And as a new entrepreneur, what I was really craving was deep, meaningful connections and opportunities to collaborate and have conversations. And I found that I was not the only one. 
especially for women in rural communities, we are obviously physically isolated. Um, you know, a lot of people who are even more involved with the day-to-day of the farm have a hard time getting involved with their communities or even more so are doing things that are outside of the norm for the people in close proximity to them, whether it's business building, whether it is entrepreneurship, whether it's the things that they're doing on their farm or even where their values are when related to personal growth. A lot of the women that are in my community are doing really incredible, hard things for themselves and their family. And that's not always well received for the people immediately close to them. And so the more conversations I kept having where this was a common thread, I'm like, okay, so let's like bring us all together. So that's what I did. I like was voice memoing out to a friend. Gosh, I just need a group of people that I can talk about this with like every like other week or so. And then I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I basically just put put it out into the world as that's what I was doing. Um, I had had the blessing of participating in a mastermind locally with other just incredibly inspiring women. And that showed me, you know, kind of a framework of what we loved, um, showed me it was possible. And so I really, you know, worked with my coach there, took the idea and then ran with it to better serve the women um, that I was connected to on Instagram and Facebook and just in the online space. So I currently have three up and running. Um, We meet every other week for two hours. We're working through a personal growth book together because there's so much value in you and I both reading the same chapter and getting entirely different things about out of it. Like I get to hear so much of your life experience and knowledge, just hearing the way you process um, a piece of text. But then from there, we're also celebrating wins. We're working through different struggles. We're a sounding board for all of those different ideas as we're navigating life. And the cool thing is I'm bringing together women from not only across the country, but also Canada and Mexico, you know, all different parts of the United States. And the common thread that we have is that we are interested in personal growth and that we are in one way or another invested or living in a rural community or an agriculture to some capacity, but we're doing totally different things. We're at different stages of life and being able to bring that collective knowledge together is honestly magical. Like that is the best way I can describe it. Like being able to have a set group to pour into and to be, um, poured into on a biweekly basis. And then that ongoing conversation that happens between our meetings, like it is something unlike anything I've ever experienced in that capacity. And the fact that I have the absolute joy to facilitate that, like I, I'm obsessed with it. I could talk about this for like the next two hours. So buckle up because I love it so much. So I know that later this spring, I'm going to be opening up more groups. Like I truly want to grow this as much as possible because I see the impact it's already having on women. Um, You know, there are some groups we've only met once or twice and women are already saying, this is what I've been craving. I need this. And to be able to say, I need community. I need dedicated people. I need to be surrounded by people who get it, who understand where I'm coming from, who aren't judging me, who aren't saying bad things about me to truly inspire and uplift one another. It's glorious. Um, and then from that, I know later this year, I want to bring people together in an in-person capacity. I have a lot of ideas for what I'd like that to look like. Maybe too many different ideas. <laughs> um, 
but I also really just want to make it very authentic to me. I want to sit around a bonfire and talk about cool things. I want to go like canoeing or ride horses or whatever, you, you know, and just bring these women who are in masterminds or who are in, you know, my community and other aspects and just bring us all and sit around the same table and be able to dream big dreams and hold each other accountable and um, help us work through that inner growth that we're all constantly experiencing. I just, ugh, I get goosebumps. I'm so excited. I can like see it all over your face and like hear it in your voice. <laughs> well, one of the things that you shared, uh, probably it's been a couple of weeks is that you're really happy to have other, specifically other women who root for you. And I know I made a comment on it of like, if you're still in the mindset of being a mean girl, or I'm not like other girls because I don't have female friends or women or bitches or whatever, it's time that we start changing that. Um, and I know that's something that's really important to you. It's something that's really important to me too, because I know I was raised in that we're about the same age. Like I, it was like a pivotal moment in my life when my mean girls came out and that mm -hmm. was a whole, yeah. that was a cultural movement, right? Mean girls was. And so, um, yeah. it really informed like my female friendships growing up and what I thought they should look like as a teenager. Yeah. And boy, am I glad that is not what they look like as an adult. Yeah. And if you have that mindset, it might be time to look a little bit deeper, do a little more investigation into the type of people you're surrounding yourself with, because there's a lot better out there. Yeah. I think, you know, for me throughout my child, really throughout my childhood and well into my twenties, I just feel like I was trying to do anything I could to find my place among the people around me. Um, you know, I had friendships that were very manipulative. I, you know, said and did things that I wish I hadn't done purely because I would have been like kicked out of the group otherwise kind of thing. And even into, you know, college, just trying to find my place to be the right kind of person that someone else expected me to be. And then around the time that was, you know, ending, it came back down to like, I just need to be really firm in myself and do the work to love myself first and then just let that, you know, go forth and bring people into my life who are cheering for me, who are in my corner. And if they're not like, I can love them from a distance and I can, you know, pour into them, but like, I'm probably not for them because if you spend any amount of time with me, I am aggressively positive. <laughs> And, you know, I just think that the energy that we put out also is a huge indicator of what we attract. So the more that we pour into loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves and being firm in who we are and being okay with that and stop living for the attention or the validation from other people, the more we can find, you know, the women who also do the same. And I'm right there with you. Like, that mean girl mentality of competition or pitting against each other, or you have to be my friend and no one else's like all of that, like, gosh, I hope that we are raising the next generation to be better than that because that's what we were in and it's not healthy and it's not doing anyone any favors and it's amplified by social media. Um, but at the same breath, like social media has been such a blessing into my life that I sometimes forget that 
it's not for everyone, but it's also, I'm very intentional about who I bring into my bubble and I don't spend time arguing with people online or saying bad things about people or gossiping in any capacity. And when you put yourself in a situation where you are intentionally doing that, like that automatically repels the people who do. Yeah. I love that you said you're aggressively positive. (laughs) That's like a very, I feel like that's a very, very good way to describe you. (laughs) It's, it's not wrong. But you know what? I know that when I'm having like a bad day, I'm having like a negative day. I'm like, "Mm, you know, who's going to be in a good mood today? Who's going to be have positive content for me to consume Emily. So I go on your Instagram and I watch your reels and I'm in a better mood. So, well, thank you. I also like, you know, there's this thing that comes up of like fake positivity or toxic positivity. And I want to be very clear, like, Yes, I do believe I'm a naturally joyful person, but that doesn't mean that I don't also walk through hard seasons or that I don't experience hard things, but I have very intentionally poured into my mindset. I know we talked about gratitude journaling. Um, You know, when you focus on each of the small, tiny blessings as they come, um, like that amplifies and that grows. And so I am a very happy, joyful, positive person. I know a lot of people say that about me, but I don't want that to be perceived as like any kind of front because there is a lot of an intentional work that goes into choosing um, like that level of vibration for myself. Yeah, that's, I think that is also an important distinction to make. So thank you. Cause that's not to say like, you don't have bad days, but I know like for me, I very like intentionally try not to put my personal negativity out there. Like I can talk about hard days, um, but I don't need to be a downer about it. If that makes sense. Like, um, I've been having, I shared this on my Instagram yesterday. I've been having like a really hard time with this thing with my dog for the last year. Um, and finally, like that weight has been like lifted off my shoulders a little bit because we finally had like a really good experience with my friend's dog. And And I haven't like talked about it a lot because it's, it's a real fucking bummer to talk about. Um, but like now looking back now that a little bit has been like alleviated now, I'm like a little bit through the hardest part. I can talk about it without just being negative about it. I can say like, this is a thing that happened and I grew from. Right. Right. And I, I know for me, like I've shared pretty vulnerably recently, like some of the things that I've been struggling with in the ways that I've been growing And I think that it's so important to share vulnerably from a place of growth, as opposed to like me just getting on and like complaining about how much like something sucks, like, oh, I can't do this because this sucks or blah, blah, blah. So kind of just even reframing on like how we share or how we talk about or how we ourselves experience those hard seasons. Like, is it something you're growing through or is it something you want to like complain about? And sometimes there's a place for both, but. I do think that, yeah, that, that, that is, um, an important distinction. Cause I don't want to ever pretend like the world is sunshine and rainbows because it's not like, there are always going to be hard seasons and sometimes they're thrown on us. And sometimes they're very internal seasons that we didn't expect. Um, but you know, what we learn along the journey is part of what makes us who we are in the long run. And I know that I've experienced the things that I've experienced to, better set me up to serve or to, um, thrive at some point in the future. 
Emily, something you kind of mentioned to me before was that you do some like speaking events. Do you have any like coming up that you wanted to plug or do you want to kind of share what you do when you go speak at events and stuff? Sure. So speaking is something that I very much like was like, I think I want to do that. And then someone told me, okay, so do it. And I was like, wait, but how? And they're like, you just jump in and you figure it out, (laughs) which is remarkable because that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, just like being able to put myself out there and say, this is what I'm knowledgeable to talk about, which really was just an extension of a lot of the things we brought up in this conversation. Um, and then being able to say, yep, I'm a speaker. I can speak. And guess what? Like I can shockingly, um, (laughs) (laughs) like there was kind of like the first couple times that I did it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not qualified for this. Can I do it? which I think happens a lot when we step into the unknown. We think, oh my goodness, I am not prepared for this. I don't have what it takes. Like I'm not ready. And then as soon as I started talking, it was like, oh, this is everything I've ever known. Like I was a teacher, like this is just teaching in a different capacity. And so I had a huge aha moment where I was like, why did I spend so much time telling myself that this wasn't possible, even though it was something that I wanted to do? Like The dreams that are laid on our heart are not by accident. We don't get called into doing something just because it sounds like a fun idea. Like those things bubble up inside of us and have to come out because they're part of our purpose and what we're here to do. So if there is a calling, you are 100% um, either qualified or going to become qualified to do it because it is just part of your intention. So I've had the absolute blessing of, um, you know, speaking at the Illinois Farm Bureau Young Leader Conference. Um, the Illinois Agri-Women um, annual meeting, some local organizations. And here in a few weeks, I guess when this episode comes out, I'll probably have already done it, but I'm going down to Louisiana for the Louisiana Women in Agriculture Conference Maybe. as the MC, which I am very excited about. It's kind of funny because I never necessarily thought like, oh, I'm going to go out into the world and be an MC. And now I have been booked to do that three times. Um, and every time I tell someone about it, they're like, oh yeah, that's perfect for you. So I don't know if this is like maybe the thing I'm stepping into, but I'm so excited because it means that I get to do all of the things where I get to bring the crowd together or introduce the speaker and change the energy in the room. And that's so much of what is intuitive for me from being in the classroom. And I get to, um, be on stage with and introduce and hang out with some of just the most incredible names in the agriculture industry, in my opinion. Um, So I'm very, very excited for that. And I am open to so many different opportunities. I think there's a lot to be said when you just like put it out there and have the openness that like things will kind of find you. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I have spoke on things. um, Obviously you do U82. I've talked about building community. I spoke to a high school school, FCCLA organization, um, just about like leadership and things that I wish I would have known when I was their age. Um, you know, what I've learned through my health journey or staying true in who you are. Um, I talk about community, personal growth, like all the things. So I'm pumped. And if anyone's listening and needs a speaker, the answer is yes. Willing to travel. And let me just, I mean, I'm sure people have like listened to this episode and been like, I would love to talk to Emily, but like, (laughs) if you haven't, uh, go and look at her social media. She's going to plug it at the very end because she just is like a radiant sunshine. 
Ooh. She just like brings sunshine energy to the room. Sunshine energy. That's yeah. a hashtag. You probably already is. You can get it as a t- you'll it'll be a t-shirt. It'll be like for your speaking business. It'll just say sunshine energy on it. I actually I'm writing that down. I love that. I would like a free t-shirt. <laughs> 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 Um, along with jumping into the unknown is that, um, also like my website is not done and like in order to sell merchandise, I feel like I need to have a website. Like, it's just like this little domino effect of things that like always have to happen. And there aren't enough minutes in the day, which is so maddening for someone as multi-passionate as me. Okay. So if someone kind of came to you tomorrow and said like, Emily, I'm craving community. I want to do what you do. I want to bring people together. Like that's where my heart is. That's what I feel called to do but where do I start? Like, what kind of advice would you have for them? Yeah, I actually, I get that question fairly frequently. Um, and I think there's a couple different answers to this. Um, first of all, is the community that you're craving local? Because there are a lot of ways to build community in your neck of the woods beyond what maybe seems, um, seems like something you've ever done before. And a lot of times it just takes the courage to put yourself out there and try. Um, So whether it's reaching out to another person that, you know, like for me, like I knew I was a new farm wife and I found another new farm wife and we like became friends. So sometimes like going out of your way to find that person and extending the offer, like, Hey, can we meet up for coffee? Or, Hey, I'm interested in your business or, um, Hey, I know you, we have kids the same age. Like, let's go to the park. Like, I think so often we get afraid that someone else is going to judge us for asking and they may say yes. And it may blossom into something. They may say yes. And it might just be like a kind of awkward, but okay. One-time thing. Um, they may say no because their like plate is totally full, but you never know till you put yourself out there. And I think that can be said for, you know, stepping up to volunteer for local organizations or, you know, maybe even getting a part-time job in a situation where, you know, there's a lot of people. Like I know some people work at our YMCA because they're constantly surrounded by our members coming in and out. And it's just like such a source of community for them. So obviously that's one avenue. Um, but as far as online, like, gosh, the opportunities are absolutely endless for community on social media. I mean, that's what it was designed for, whether or not it's used effectively for is another conversation, but it was designed for us to be social and communal. So anytime I'm interested in anything or embarking any kind of season, I go to Facebook and I find like 20 groups, (laughs) maybe not even 20, maybe even just five. And I think that that's like an underestimated like source of community and information. Like when I was a new mom and I was starting breastfeeding, like I found breastfeeding groups and some of them I loved and some of them were not my vibe and I left them. But, um, you know, having that very intentional niche specific support when I needed it was a absolute game changer. And there are Facebook groups for literally everything. And the same can be said, you know, over on Instagram, following a bunch of accounts and the things that you're interested in or that you're craving or that you want more information on. And as far as like building a community, so to speak, like that comes from just putting yourself out there and trying it out, figuring out what you're trying to build it around. Um, There is no easy magic answer to get a certain number of followers or have a certain number in a Facebook group. Like it all comes down to building relationships, finding people that jive with what you're jiving with. Like 
becoming genuine friends with them and then welcoming them into like what you're creating. Like there's no way to fast track that. That is just organically being who you are and attracting people who are attracted to that as well. And it doesn't, to have community, you don't have to necessarily create that yourself. There are incredible places you can plug yourself into and find your people. Shameless plug. You do U82 Facebook group and Raising Rational Masterminds. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. That was, that's really great advice. Thank you. I feel like Facebook groups are underutilized by a lot of people. That's how I found my first friends in Dallas. That's how I found some of my first friends here in Austin. Um, that's how I keep in touch with a lot of my friends, like my photographer friends, like back in Reno. I'm still in a bunch of like the Reno photography groups. Um, if you are, PSA, if you are like a creative entrepreneur, like a photographer, floral designer, graphic designer, there's actually a massive um, like nationwide group called uh, Rising Tide Tuesdays Together, um, where is a great place to find community if that's your vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you can join. I mean, in addition to you can join Emily's <laughs> groups. Um, Okay, my very last thing before I have you plug all of your social media is what are you the most proud of? Oh, that is a beautiful question. And right now, I am so proud of the way. Do people normally cry when they answer this question? Do you ask this every episode? Yeah, I do. I am so proud of really since the time that we moved back to the farm till now. So that's in the span of about six years is the way that I have leaned into myself and trusting myself. And, um, you know, a huge part of that was growing into motherhood. Um, as new moms, we are fed so much information about how we should or should not do things. And from the very beginning with my first, I was like, I'm following what feels natural, instinctful and right for our family. And I stuck to that in ways that weren't necessarily popular. You know, I did things that not everyone does, um, you know, with my babies and with, with our kids. And I think that really set the stage for trusting my gut and my intuition through career changes and to really learning to love myself and take care of my body from a place of, from love and nourishment, um, And I won't say that that level of self-awareness or, um, you know, even love was present throughout my, my childhood or my teens or my early twenties. And I am so proud of the intentionality that I've taken to, um, you know, really just follow what's on my heart and what I know is best for myself, for my family, for our farm, for my business, like whatever that looks like, I just feel like I'm finally in a season of, of trusting and knowing, um, as opposed to trying to seek outside approval. So that's what I'm most proud of right now. I love that. It's actually, so that is the second time that almost that exact same answer has come up. Allie gave me a very, very similar answer when I asked her and we talked a lot about how, like, so I'm 28. I know you're, I think you're like a couple of years older, but we're about the same age. And, um, I was saying like, I wish 28 year old me could give some confidence to my 21 year old self Mm -hmm. because the emotions, the feelings and everything that I went through between like 18 and 21 
I would have like killed for the confidence that I have at 28. Yeah. And that's a, was a big part of it was like growing into trusting myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's so interesting is I would say a lot of people thought that I was confident when I was younger mm-hmm. because I carried myself that way. But looking back on it, it was like really a front for like my insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Enneagram three. So that was kind of like just the facade of like, I'm going to, you know, fake it till you make it. Like, I'm going to act like I'm confident in this situation, but really I was internally like seeking, um, direction, approval, validation from, from other sources. What's your, um, astrological I'm in Aries, but I don't know a lot about astrology. So you have to tell me what that means. Well, you should look into it because it tracks. Um, (laughs) you, well, I was thinking about it and I was wondering if you were a fire sign too, and you are, and Aries is also a fire sign. I'm a Leo. Um, but I was just curious because I, listen, I know that like Enneagram, like the MTBI, like astrological, those are all, I don't want to say they're not real because there's real is like what you mentally invest into them, but it, it, they're like, they are, they're only as real as what you mentally invest into them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like understanding my Enneagram like truly was a game changer for me. I first read the book in September, October of 2019, when I was kind of embarking on this journey. Mm -hmm. And it was like all of these parts of my personality that maybe I thought were flawed or that had been pointed out to me as flaws. When I understand them through that lens, it was like, oh no, this is who, like, this is not something I need to change. I don't need to be any other way. Not to say that we can't have a level of self-awareness, but like, I am the way that I am for a reason. And when I learn to grow into that and grow through it versus trying to like bash my head up against the wall to change it, like it was so liberating. I freaking love the Enneagram. <laughs> I do. I do too. And I think I took it when I was um, in college still. And mm-hmm. I know like it helped me evaluate the way that I communicate with others because, and I don't know if this is a conversation we had before, but it might, might've been where I was talking about how, like, I'm very, very blunt in my communication. Like mm-hmm. I don't like to sugarcoat things. I just, I say it how it is. And a lot of the times for other people that comes off as really harsh. Um, and I'm just, I don't care. Like it, it is what it is. Like to me, that's how I communicate. And realizing, like, having that pointed out to me in a way that wasn't um, in a neutral way, not like in a, like no one was confronting me saying, like, you're being real fucking harsh about this. Yeah. It was like very neutral when you like take the test and you read the results. You're just like, oh, maybe everyone doesn't appreciate just being told how it is. Maybe somebody needs like a little bit, a little bit more sugar up in there. Yeah. Like the way that it helps um, me relate to, especially like my understanding my husband's Enneagram. Like that's been incredibly powerful. Um, so on Instagram, I do a like weekly live video, which I had you on a few months ago, um, kind of like a live podcast. It'll turn into a podcast someday. Um, but I had um, someone on there who was talking about the Enneagram in the classroom and how it like impacted teachers. Um, and she wrote a whole book about it. It comes out really soon. I have it pre-ordered. Um, Anyway, but that was even like, oh my gosh, I, if I had known then what I know now, like I would have been a completely different teacher even. And so I think the more that we can just tap into understanding ourselves and the way that we relate to the world, like the more we can thrive in every aspect of our life. Yeah. I think the biggest game changer for me with my romantic relationship was 
figuring out what Josiah's love language is because ours are like totally different. Like it not even like a little bit of crossover, like none. And like Mm -hmm. understanding that like the way I tell him that I love him is not the way that he needs to be told that I love him and vice versa. So yeah. Okay. Very, very last thing. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on social media at Emily Rushell, E-M-I-L-Y-R-E-U-S-C-H-E-L. My podcast is called Gather in Growth and is available on all platforms. And my website is emilyrushell.com. I am most active on Instagram. I do kick things over to Facebook. Um, and then I have a Facebook group for our UDU82 community. It's just called Raising Rushell plus UDU82. Um, I currently have the TikTok app deleted on my phone because I was consuming it too much and not creating anything on it. <laughs> Perhaps we will reevaluate in the next couple of months, but I need to cleanse because way too many hours of my day were on TikTok. So that's where you can find me now. I have to be very specific about when I use TikTok. I do have the app, but I have it set as like, do not disturb mode always. And I give myself either, I, so either, I either get 30 minutes in the morning or 30 minutes before bed. I'm like that. Yeah. Cause seriously, I was like hours of my day were ending up on TikTok. I was like, okay. I cannot continue to do this until I'm actually ready to create on this app. And I'm not because I have too many other things I need to worry about. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to connect with me on social media. It's at Ranch Collective Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. See you next week.